Welcome to this, the latest episode of Harmonious World. I'm Hilary Robertson, and this episode I'm delighted to be joined by Danae Xanthi Vlasse. Mythologies is a fantastic piece of work, which Vlasse is obviously very passionate about. It features the sopranos, Hila Piltman and Sanjita Kaur. And these three women have worked really closely together on a collection of works inspired by ancient Greek myths. What you're listening to now is the beautiful Penelope, and I hope you enjoy listening to my conversation with Danny. Welcome to Harmonious World. I'm absolutely delighted. Now, I've got to get the pronunciation right. Danae Xanthi Vlasse. Beautifully done. Okay, good. And you've got a fascinating background in terms of your European background. And I want to talk to you about that and about how you ended up in America. But I also want to talk to you about mythologies because I'm fascinated by the Greek myths, especially the women you know, the, the female characters. So, so much to talk about. Well, I'm here for you. Happy. Great. Well, thank you. And congratulations, firstly, on the Grammy win, because that's amazing, <laughs> you. you know. Oh, the nomination alone is an honour. So um, the win is even more so. But uh, yeah, I, I'm very grateful. Thank you. But it really is a stunning album. These these voices and the arrangements and everything they and you describe them as tone poems yes so, um, they're they're really rooted in the concept of art song which has an incredible intimacy to it usually art song is one or two vocalists with a few instrumentalists you know rarely more than a handful of musicians on stage and there's a real equality between the parts the singers and the instruments are all working together to tell the story so this is how i'm approaching this album yes and it, it, it's interesting because they're very on the one hand they're very intimate but on the other hand they're huge <laughs> i think you get they're that grand part. ideas <laughs> yeah they're grand ideas Try, you know, I'm trying to express great ideas contained in a really small medium of art, song and chamber music. Yes, exactly. And and you work very closely, don't you, with uh, Hila and Sangeeta? Yes, absolutely. They are my dearest friends and it's um, an additional blessing that we're able to make music together. We spend weekends together as friends and then independently we find time to make music. <laughs> And that's wonderful. And that that really does come across because they they are more than simply singing this music. That's right. In many cases, this music was written specifically for them, for their voices, and they were part of the creative process in that I will call them and talk to them about the approach I'd like to take. So they're drawn into the creative process along the way they're not just handed a final product so the score evolves in a collaborative effort with them yeah and that definitely comes across the 
there's a there really is a there really is a passion in their performance yes so when did you write these pieces how did you how did you go through the composition process some of the mythologies concepts emerged before i met hila or sangita so some of this music was written without knowing where it would go it was just written because i was inspired by mythology i wanted to honor my heritage because my father is from the island of ithaca in greece which is very famous because it was the island and the home where king odysseus journeyed during the entire odyssey in homer's odyssey and it was this very beautiful long tale of a man's desire to return home to this island and to his wife penelope and I had been exposed to these stories since childhood. I had always found them remarkable. They're larger than life superhero um, portraits of humankind. And I think that even from a cultural perspective, that there's a lot of the world that we live in today deeply rooted in the history of 3000 years ago. So I really feel that I'm honoring everything I know of my heritage and I'm creating a sort of a mirror reflection on 3000 years of history in tackling these works or these subjects. So um, when I was originally writing this music, I just thought I was writing individual works inspired by Greek mythology. I didn't, for the first two, I really didn't think I was going to become an album. And then I started to really think beyond that and realize as I was creating other albums that there was potentially a, a worthwhile theme here to continue and explore and establish into a finished product. So um, the thing is, it's not yet finished because as soon as you start selecting some myths that you love, you really find 10 others that you think, oh no, I, I really wish I could write on these too. So I suspect there's going to be kind of a of, an, of a lineage, if not um, a double album, a concept of a trilogy, or just a linear process of writing in my life where I will be returning to mythology frequently as source material. And how how long did it take from the sort of writing and the composition process to actually recording the, these? I began writing the solo piano material in 2017, so it's been five years. That's the longest track on the album. Um, Metamorphosis is a very, very long piano solo track in which I'm exploring the concept of how myths and stories evolve over generations. And so the parallel for that is when we consider how mythologies are always a reflection of their day, the subject matter itself begins to slowly take on the cultural ideals of the generation that's telling the story. And so you see an evolution in how myths are told. Uh, 3000 years ago, a superhero was someone who had intelligence, wit, and a whole host of attributes. But even in those incredible um, abilities of, let's say, King Odysseus, who was a renowned warrior, a very intelligent man, he could not succeed in his quest without divine intervention. And today we start to see these same principles of great strength and intelligence and wit, etc., in the superhero films that we, that we support at the box office. 
But in almost no case can I think of how one of those heroes might have required divine intervention to succeed. So there's an example of how the mythology is still based in superhuman qualities, but doesn't require superhuman intervention for success. So that's a generalized idea of how mythology evolves in, in millennia. And the piece of music that I wrote as a piano solo to somewhat represent the evolution of musical ideas, I started with a, a double theme from Telemann. So this was an established thematic idea. And I evolved it from roughly a Baroque style into roughly a 21st century sound over the course of these almost 18 minutes of music. So it's almost a theme in variations. And the idea there was to show how the kernel of one musical idea, just like a mythological principle, can evolve over the centuries into refashioned versions of itself. Um, and so as I moved beyond that piece, I started to write music knowing that I needed to tell a, a more specific story based in mythology. So then I was writing The Sirens, which is a huge piece for piano and vocals. And then <clears throat> at that time, I had finally just met Hilan Sangita. So I knew my dream collaborators. But those friendships were not cemented yet, and I didn't know that professionally we would be able to overlap in recordings. So I was writing, hoping for their voices, but I still didn't know that they would do these recordings. And little by little, I added pieces as the friendships developed and as our, our mutual professional admiration grew, then it became clear that we really did have this dream of doing these projects together. And when the pandemic came, it just seemed the perfect way to spend a year in isolation, writing music, developing music around this bubble of friendship that we agreed we would stay safe and with one another throughout this process. And it was one of the most fulfilling times in my life, as difficult as the pandemic was for many people, the intensity of the work, the focus, and the quality of the relationships really made that year feel fulfilling for me. That's so interesting because um, I think there's something about in, in Greek mythology, the, the, the feminine is so strong. And the fact that you got strength from girlfriends who were also collaborators, you know, that's almost like a a myth in itself. Yes, there was a lot of uh, feminine power and strong feminine energy in this album. A lot of the music is definitely told from my female perspective. So there is a certain tenderness or softness, even to a heroic character who probably could have been, you know, the epitome of, of manliness. But I want to show vulnerability and his softer side and in all cases, even as I think about music moving forward and further myths to be told, I'm trying to make sure that I'm, I'm seeing things from as historically grounded a perspective as I can, but I realize that regardless what I do, I will be interpreting these stories from our modern era perspective on 
what it means to be a man, what it means to be heroic, what it means to be a woman. And in the case of one of the tracks on mythologies, I tell the story of Queen Penelope, who was the, the wife of King Odysseus and waited for him for 10 years while he was gone to the Trojan Wars and 10 more years while he was lost and unaccounted for and presumed dead. She maintained a 20 year patience and diplomatic approach to ruling her island in the face of enormous social pressure to remarry. She found ways to delay marriage and to maintain both her independence and a sense of um, autonomy over her choices in her future. And we know from mythology, this was not easy for her, that she's represented as someone who needed divine support. The goddess Athena was a source of um, encouragement for her in her times of, of struggle. But still, I want to highlight the fact this was an incredibly strong woman who didn't use physical strength, she used intellectual prowess to navigate the social norms and expectations and use them to her advantage in gaining the outcome she desired. It's very interesting that you talk about that track because Penelope is my favourite track. The, oh, okay. The flute, the flute at the beginning of that is just... <laughs> I mean, I, in fact, I, when I was listening to it the first time, I, I sort of listened to the, to, to the track and I had to keep going back because there was something ethereal about it. It was just beautiful. I love, and that's definitely the one I keep coming back to, that, that track. Thank you. Have you seen the video where this piece is featured on a beautiful PBS show from Sankita Kaur, where she's demonstrating a really vast breadth of stylistic performance, but in, it includes this piece. Have you seen I haven't that? seen it, but I saw the link and I must follow that. And, and It's on um, my website. Yeah. Yes, yeah, that's and to acknowledge the incredible flute that you heard, that is Richard Kellerman, who is an amazing, amazing friend and colleague, incredible classical training, and yet he moves in between crossover genres with such ease. So he brings a great deal of versatility to his playing. And this is something that I seek in my collaborators beyond a really beautiful sense of personal connection and friendship, uh, or, or I would say perhaps a sense of inspiration from professional um, admiration. I really look for people that will be able to augment my strictly classical <laughs> approach to things by bringing their experience in other genres where maybe they've opened up stylistically to other sounds and other traditions and other means of playing. So I really love that. I think it's part of this century's beautiful blossoming cross-pollination between genres. So the more you see collaborations, uh, I think the, the better it, it brings, um, I think better storytelling in my case, but just creative exploration and expressiveness in just about anything that you, that you see in, in genre blending. So that could be even in the pop world where you yeah. see, you know, um, artists who are from the, the rap genre crossing into the pop realm. And of course, you can argue that's for marketing purposes, but I really think that the artists wouldn't do it. You know, these big, big superstar artists wouldn't do it if they weren't inspired. And I think that pursuing inspiration is the best way to promote great music. Indeed. 
can you tell me how you ended up where you are now? Because you've got a French mother and a and a Greek father, and now you're living in the States. So to, uh, give me a potted history of your journey. Oh, my. Well, I was born in France, and my father, who is Greek, had emigrated to America as a young teenager in order to pursue scientific studies that he couldn't have in his little island of Ithaca. He was the son of a fisherman and there just weren't the possibilities for um, advanced scientific learning there. So he came to America and from America, he was where he did all his education, including um, a PhD in, in physics and chemistry. He was then recruited by the French government to go work in France, which is how he landed there. Oh. And he was in France for a bit over a decade. That's the time during which he met my mother. They were in a mountaineering club together in the Pyrenees. They met, my brothers and I were born. And then my father saw an opportunity to come back to America and his dream had really been to pursue a professional scientific career more seriously in America. So um, he he was really fortunate. He lived the American dream in that sense. He came as a child immigrant and then he made a really big career working for NASA in America in a very high position. And that's why we came as a family. It was meant to have been only a few years, but it turned out to be permanent. And so I did my my collegiate musical education and my professional life here. Um, and I'm really happy. I always go back to France and try to really stay connected. All the family that I have there, I call every week. But I really feel that the professional opportunities that I've had here have been so fulfilling that I'm not regretting this choice and I'm happy to be here and I'm I'm um forever multicultural but i i do feel that there's a sense of of grounding professionally here that's very good for me that's that's wonderful what's going to happen now in terms of uh performing this performing this album is are there any plans to take it to the concert hall absolutely that's a huge plan and and a definite goal so we're working on organizing some tours and performances from this summer through next year. So it's it's a little um, premature for me to go into details. Yeah, sure. Um, it, it is going to be international. Excellent. That's <laughs> that's hinting. Good. Yes. OK, well, well, when you come to the UK, if it, <laughs> I, I will definitely, definitely be there. I'd love, I'd love to see the to see the performance as well as hear it. Do, do, do you know there's there's a there's something there's about live performance that's irreplaceable. There's just no recording that can quite convey the power of feeling those sound waves in your body and seeing the energy of the performers as they deliver this incredible effort to to produce these these sounds and these stories plus what we're talking about expanding the music and having more than what was on the album and having some premieres of new works that that may be part of a future project um, as part of expanding this performance in this this concert um, we'll bring in according to the venues what's possible that could be a dancer that could be uh, additional 
visuals, uh, there could be choreography. There are many things we're discussing according to what may be possible with different venues and the logistics of touring internationally with um, a large body of, of artists is rather overwhelming. So um, that's why I'm hesitant to make promises at this time, because we are planning things, but not completely sure uh, how to execute every last detail at this point. No, but uh, amazing. And I look forward to that. Very much. <laughs> I look forward to seeing live audiences enjoy this music. Yeah, we've had a few concerts. We've had some since last October, and uh, it's really, really powerful. Oh, that's amazing. I think we all took live performances for granted. I grew up playing concerts. You know, that's what you did, wasn't it? You know, you you sort of you practiced pieces and then you performed them and then you you know you did it at school and you did it in local things and then you made it went a bit further and you know we, we just took it for granted that there would be an audience and you would just prepare for it and then when that all stopped all of a sudden everyone was like oh hang on we've got to do we've got to think differently and then now we're going back and we're going back slightly differently, I think, because we're all a little more grateful, both audiences and performers. Yes. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So Thank grateful you. that we're going back to live concerts now. Yes, indeed. Well, thank you so much. It's been such a pleasure talking to you. It's been great. Thank you, Danae. I'm really blessed to have had your time and I really hope that uh, you'll play this music and if you'd like to talk about individual tracks and their individual stories i'm happy to do that just let me know how i can be of assistance as you present this music to your listeners yeah fantastic well thank you so much thank you it's been thank it's been a real me. honor to to talk to you thank you so much hillary I hope you enjoyed listening to my conversation with Danae and what you're listening to now is Metamorphoses from her Grammy Award winning album Mythologies. Thank you once again for joining me on Harmonious World. Please do share and review this podcast. It really does help other people find me and helps me keep doing what I'm doing. I have some amazing artists lined up for the coming weeks and I hope you can join me to listen to these conversations. Have a great week and keep sharing what you're good at to make this world a little more harmonious.
thank you for listening to the latest episode of Harmonious World. My name is Hilary Seabrook and it's a great delight to bring this series of discussions with musicians and composers and writers and all sorts of people to you. Obviously, there's no point in having a podcast if people aren't listening and I'm very grateful to my listeners for doing so. Thanks also to Joe English for composing and performing this new theme tune. So wherever you get your podcast, you can leave a review. You can share this with your friends and family, either as a link or on social media and that sort of thing. I'd be really grateful for that. Don't forget that you can subscribe now. There's a link wherever you get your podcasts. So have a great week and please remember why I started this, which is just to try and make the world a little more harmonious. Thanks for listening to Harmonious World. <laughs>